Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's right. So the Riverbed boys out of Thornley. That's it. The footy cast, the shelter footy cast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield with you on this Monday morning. And my voice is cooked from the weekend. And I'm not drinking. <laughs> What's going on? It's classic. It's just brilliant because I had a couple on Friday, a couple oh. on Saturday. And uh, you sound like you've uh, been on the gas for about 45 <laughs> hours straight. Uh, good to be here, Scully. And I have to say just quickly, um, before we talk about Friday night where we caught up, uh, I was at a function on Friday afternoon. It was the Harrisdale PR Awarders AFL Masters Gathering. And a couple of guys came up quite seriously and uh, wanted to give them a shout-out because they listened to uh, the Shelter footy cast and they were very complimentary of... Uh, of me, not you. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds about right. Very good. Uh, g'day, boys. Nice of you to listen along. We love that. We had some of our listeners down at the Federal Hotel in Fremantle on Friday night. That was a good night, that one. Lee Spur, Tom Cole, Mark Reddings. Yeah, it was a bit of fun, wasn't it? And uh, the locals got into it. And well, there was a bit of free shelters being given out. I'm not sure how that uh, ended up. But, yeah, it was a good, great <laughs> pub and hospitality was terrific. And thanks to the boys, as always, at Shelter for putting on a, a really good show. We started handing out the Flag Mantle merch at the end there as well. We've just got a couple of pieces lying around. So if you did want to buy that, backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch. It's well and truly on Flagman, or we will get into that. If you want to listen to us, you can listen to us wherever you listen to us on the podcast. Find us on YouTube. Uh, find us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast. You can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Mark Reddings, Will Scofield here for the big moments of the round. Round uh, 22, the penultimate Round. So yeah, got there at the second last round, yeah. Is that, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you looked a bit, uh, a bit <laughs> I just worried. Thought, you love my thesaurus sitting next oh, to me. I'll go straight to you. There was a couple of big things. Look, the Derby, the Western Derby, Derby 55. It was a great game, and we're going to get into that. But a couple of big ones out of it. There's been a few fines issued out. Uh, the, the boys' footy trips aren't looking so good after yeah, that one. Yeah, they've taken a bit of a whack. 13 players, seven from the Eagles, six from the Dockers, uh, totaling about 20K. So that's, 20, that's a bit of money there. Liam Ryan, by the way, fine for strike. Brandon Walker. So uh, just tell me, the fines, if you get fined for wrestling, in yep. your case when you played, where does that come out of your salary? How does yeah. it work? Yeah, it gets taken directly out of your salary and it's it's 
uh, I don't, I'm terrible with this, but it's like pre-tax. Like it's before, it's like it's like double the amount for two thousand dollar fine. You got to earn four to, you know, if you're on the wow. big big tax brackets like some of the boys would be. After the AFL's one hundred rich list is revealed, that's correct. Uh, that's interesting. Yes. So yeah, it's it's a decent whack. I actually think fines sometimes could be more of a deterrent to doing things than suspension. Suspension happens and they're for big incidents and, you know, it builds up. And the way the MRO works, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. But you cop a two and a half, three thousand dollars fine. That's a lot of money. It doesn't matter how much money you're earning. It's still a lot of money. So the boys will, you know, cop their clip from that. The other big one that I looked at over the weekend was um, Jason Horn Francis, not playing for the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Uh, barring a, a major mishap, they'll win the wooden spoon this year. Well, uh, yeah. Well, that's, well, that's not. Locked and loaded completely just yet, trust me. Okay, well, we can talk about that too. But Horn Francis misses for not doing ice spin. So I've, I've heard the club speaking about it. I've heard Brent Harvey speak about it, who obviously has a bit to do there. He hasn't done his ice spins in front of the captain and the and the standing coach, Lee Adams, and they've they've dropped him. It's a strange one for me. Have you, we'll put it this way. One. Me, better off asking you the question. Have you have seen players... Skip ice spins? Not yes. just that, but being left out of a team because no. of something like that. No. Not for not for professionalism like that. Not for a one off. If 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 it was six weeks in a row and they'd told him the first five weeks, do your ice spins or you're getting dropped, and then they drop him on the sixth week, fair enough. But for a one off not doing your ice spins to set the standard, I'm all for setting the standard and you've got to have Great standards, which clearly they don't have at the North Melbourne Kangaroos. They're coming last in the competition. I'm all for it, but I don't think that's the right way. Not for a young player that you're trying to teach how to do the right thing. I don't think leaving him out of the game is actually the right way to do it. What do you think? Well, my only question is, and this is coming from a long way away, is that Jason Horn Francis, when he's been available a couple of times this season, he hasn't played, played VFL. I just wonder whether there may be, is there any issue with his commitment whether he's you're right the discipline aspect the professionalism that he's displaying now that is not saying that he's a bit unlucky in this situation but I just wonder whether just a couple of question marks bobbing up during the course of the year your question's right have I ever seen in my career for one off missing ice bins no so that would say one they've either overreacted to the nth degree or it's a litany of little things adding hey by the way speaking of big moments and this isn't on our list today but it's worth touching on you mentioned North Melbourne yes Ben Cunnington Mm. at the weekend I saw the vision of him coming out with his family he was a blubbering mess uh, two bouts of testicular cancer. That is, uh, it's just a good footy story. In, uh, North Melbourne played some pretty good footy uh, to honour the fact that he's back, and uh, that's the best story North Melbourne's had this weekend. Yeah, well, it identifies that it's more than um, footy, right? Like the the emotions that come through that is all the support he's had from his friends, his family, uh, his partner at the time. So, um, yeah, well done to him as well. Very good. Um, I think we should get into it. West Coast and Fremantle, big Western Derby. Uh, Fremantle defeat West Coast by twenty four points. It's a close game. As we spoke about here on the Shelter Footy Cast, well, mm. I might have. I don't think you know. Actually, did you not say it was going to be a complete blowout? I, said, I do recall that at some point in time last week. I said seven or eight goals, to be honest. Uh, okay. And you know, when I arrived at the ground with the rain, and then you saw the first five or ten minutes, Fremantle still doesn't play good wet weather footy. I don't think. No. I, I think they're still well, they're still evolving, or they still have to fine tune that. But no, to be look, let's give credit where credit's due. I thought West Coast were tenacious early. And I want to ask you this question. Well, let's get straight to the, the $20,000 fines. The, it appeared from where we sat that it was 
orchestrated in some degree that West Coast were going to try and ruffle the feathers of Fremantle just to just test them to see that what they had. It, it was that was that just a coincidence that this broke out, or do you think the Eagles were the instigators? Eagles instigators, one hundred percent. They had they had to be because Fremantle's the better side by a long way. And I've been screaming for it all, all last week that we needed a derby that meant more than just, okay, Fremantle's better than West Coast and they play each other and Fremantle beat wins by eight goals and West Coast just rides off into the sunset. We needed to see that, that mm. it actually meant something from the players. And yes, Fremantle wins. I was more impressed by West Coast, to be honest. And I know that I've played there for a long time, but um, to actually front up and to take it up to Fremantle are now the big brothers. West Coast have been the big brothers for a long time. Right as we sit here right now, Fremantle are the big dogs. Absolutely. And look, I think just further your point about the Eagles, the more, most impressive part for me was because of the emotional high, even though they lost against Adelaide with Josh Kennedy's departure, You just the natural feel was that it's going to be difficult to get themselves back up. And I thought, look, there was, the pressure inside 50 was terrific from them. I just thought there was a lot of good signs there that we hadn't seen, a lot of intent that we hadn't seen all season. From the young guys, um, Xavier O'Neill, that was the best yeah. game I've seen him play. Um, not because he had 30 touches, but because, and he didn't, he, he, you know, whatever he had, but just his intent. The rundown his, of yeah, Chapman, that sort of that's stuff. That's a highlight, but it just he was really hard in at the contest. He was great. I thought Rep, Rep Bazo, who wouldn't have had many touches at all, had a few spoils and intensity that, as a, as a former player, you can see when guys have it. There's, there's just this thing that players have. You can see by the way they run, by the way they are in the contest. They, they either have it or you don't and you can't learn it. He has it, whatever that it is. Um, Brady Hoff, I, I rate him. Um, Harry Edwards played a really good game as well. So, so what you're saying is their defence, when you think that McGovern comes back here next year, yep. their defence is, and Tom Paris will get to him, but yeah. a, a, just an extraordinary game, an extraordinary season from him. Their defence is, is okay for next year. Yep, I think so. And I think their midfield with a few young guys splattered in there. I think you could see like a Luke Shuey go back into the back line, potentially. But I thought he played a good game as well. The desperation has been led by the leaders, and that was great from West Coast. But we need to talk about Fremantle, because True. they win the game. They don't play great footy in the wet, but but they that was as bad as a heart of a game as they would have come up against. A physical game, uh, in the wet, it doesn't suit them at all. And they're able to find a way. And it's through Sean Darcy. He starts it in the midfield. Um, the, the game's pretty level at half time, but Sean Darcy takes over against Nick Nananui, who is one of the premier ruckmen in the competition. Yes, he might be a bit injured. Mm. Yeah, but, but you don't go into many games 100%. So if you're out there, you're out there. Uh, Nick Nack got absolutely dominated by Sean Darcy. Well, anyone who went up against Sean Darcy got dominated. Let's be honest. I think a record number of hitouts for him in his career. Went forward, kicked a goal, 16 touches. And if you were uh, Sean McManus, if you were Xavier Ellis, or if you were Eliza Riley, who were the judges for the Glenetting Allen medal, yes. it was a soft kill. Yes. It was easy... Having said that, Tom Barris was a clear second. And, and at times, you thought, geez, he's close, but not never going to be no. getting the 10 or the, the if, three votes if off. If it had been like a one-goal margin, might have been a more interesting conversation because Tom Barras has nine intercept marks on the day. I know, Rory, again, so Nick Nat maybe not 100% fit. Rory Lobb not 100% fit, but you're out there. That's like He looks like he's got an AC joint injury, so you can jab them up. He obviously got a stinger on it in that third quarter. But Tom Barras outplayed him from pillar to post. He looked mentally shot yep. to pieces, irrespective of the injury. And he could see it in his, his approach on the footy. Compared to Tom, who was flying at the footy and, and just the confidence level so high, not so for Rory Lobb. So. Is, is he in the All-Australian conversation? You, you sat next to one of the selectors on, on Saturday yeah. night. Well, what Adam, was Jacko saying? Well, Adam Simpson 
who's obviously publicly going to yeah, push for that. So is Will Schofield. Yeah, okay. But bear in mind, this is a team that's finished second last, has leaked, as a, as a collective, has leaked so many goals this year. I just think it's going to be difficult to squeeze him in there, but I'm not saying he's... Wouldn't oh, that make a bigger case? Wouldn't that make a bigger what, case? That fact they've, they've leaked so many goals it's this not year? The, we're not putting the West Coast defence in the All-Australian team. No, I know this, but I'm saying... I think I just wonder whether because he personally hasn't leaked goals. No, so and they have. So doesn't that even make it even better? Yeah, he's played in a shite team in a shite defense. <laughs> and he's been able to hold it all together. Yeah. Now look, if he was put in there, fantastic. I, I just wonder with the ladder position and what they've not done as a team. Whether you look at uh, Melbourne, whether you're yeah, look at yeah, Colling- that's, that's what will happen though. Exactly, Stephen May, Stephen May will get in there because he plays for Melbourne. He's got a name. It happens every year with this shit. It's the same. It's the same story every time. No, no, no. But if Tom Barris and the Eagles were, were fit first, second, or third on the ladder, Tom Barris gets in. I don't think it's it's to do with. I think the ladder position, the way their team has gone, might be more influential than talking about oh, it's an eastern eastern states. No, no, decision. I'm not talking about eastern states either. I'm talking about it's a name thing. Okay, like, let's pick the best best team. All right, there's, uh, let's get a backman in the Dangerfield best team. Dangerfield gets in every yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it doesn't have to be individuals. But uh, let's pick the, pick the best team and let's pick some players from that team, which is fair enough because they're playing well. But I guess to my point, if you can play well in a shit team, <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, maybe you're actually playing better than anyone else. Um, maybe it's a squad thing. Maybe he makes a squad. A f- squad of 40, yeah. a moral, I would yep. have thought. Yeah, very good. Um, any, anything else you want to touch on the derby? I mean, you called it. We both we both worked the game. Yeah, I'll tell you what I was doing the last five minutes. I was commentating. Well, Carl was actually commentating what was out in the middle. I was commentating when there was a brief stoppage of the Melbourne-Carlton game because that result was pretty important. But no, I thought the Dockers, they've got the Giants this week away from home. Uh, yeah, they, they, were, they did what they had to do. And I don't think you can ask for too much more. It might be a bit sore after that match, though. That was pretty physical. And yeah. I, it was one of the better derbies. I've said, I said to you... There have been so many dud derbies oh, yeah. in recent years. This was actually, at least for the first, you know, first three quarters, it was it was a yeah. it was a contest, and Fremantle were challenged, and that's what we loved. We did. Um, I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. The ladder position at the moment um, with uh, uh, numerous teams. It's actually set itself up to be an incredible last last round. Fremantle sit sixth on the ladder. Um, they can jump uh, Brisbane or Melbourne. Will uh, lose. Yeah, one of them will lose, so they'll jump them. Irregardless, so one of them misses the top four, which yeah. is an interesting conversation. It's isn't huge, it? isn't it? And I think if Melbourne loses, that'll be um, I think seven out of their past thirteen, or they've lost their second half of the season has been very shaky. So that is if Collingwood loses, uh, wins. By the way, so if Collingwood wins, Melbourne or Brisbane will drop out. But if Collingwood lose, that yeah, they may change. Right? And look, Collingwood is a team that Fremantle hopes gets rolled on the weekend. They, Fremantle fans again are barracking for Carlton. Yes. And, the, and the other result between Melbourne and Brisbane, not irrelevant, but it, it, they don't want to draw. That's all they want. They want a result there. There's top four to play. There's there's eighth position. So seventh is locked away. You know, Richmond will play finals. They may finish seventh or eighth, depending on a few things. But Carlton may drop out of the eight if they can't get the job done and the Bulldogs win. The Bulldogs are scraping their way. <laughs> Imagine. I mean, I, mean uh, I was actually down with some of the leaders at the Frio Dockers um, after the game. I was down there when Monday was getting cheered off and I won't say who it was, but I said... Fucking Carlton, how do you not get that done? <laughs> and that, and that, because they was they were watching it as well. And um, yeah, because because Carlton beats uh, Melbourne there, and then Freo's proper top four opens up big time. Flag mantle, tell you what. Yeah, this uh, look, it's intriguing last weekend, and uh, just going to that, back to that game, Carlton Collingwood ninety thousand, I reckon at the MCG. Very good. A shelter footy cast here with Bart Rennings, Will Schofield. 
Let's get through the rest of the round. This was the game that was on at the Federal Hotel where we ran the Shelter Footy Cast night. Brisbane defeating St Kilda by 15 points. I don't know how Brisbane won this game. St Kilda were absolutely flying, coming at them. Max King looked like he was trying to kick the kick the ball the opposite way. I, I, how, how do you how do you actually butcher that that badly? Is a Mental. high paid. Yeah. It's a mental mindset. Problem. And now, look, I know you were a goal kicker. It wasn't absolutely. Yes. And mindset and, and maybe technique comes into it with that, surely. I mean, yeah. you have to break it down, and, and minds better than us in terms of goal kicking would be able to tell you what, what he's doing wrong. But probably, I think what Max King needs is, is one person at the footy club, not five or ten externals. Yes. Just work with him. I'm sure someone is, but you know, at the moment, that's costing them dearly. So, five behinds and the Saints butcher the footy. Uh, bottom line is. Brisbane found a way again, and Cam Rayner was absolutely outstanding with four goals. He was uh, best uh, a field in that, that when it when it really mattered. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, on that on that skill acquisition and skill improvement, there's this curve that you've you've got to go through a dip to be able to improve. And so it, it looks look. I mean, he's been inaccurate this year. So. And and you can get in your own head. You can think about it too much, and then you can then you can go to the point where oh, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to kick, and then your your technique goes out the window. He's just he just has no flow. He has no consistency, and he, you know, you know, Matty Lloyd and Nick Rewalt's coming out, and all these guys. And it's like, it, like you said, it's it's all good and well. Like you can look and say this is what's wrong, but in the end, he has to execute it. Like he, he he's the one that has to execute it. You speak about Lockett and Dunstall and all these guys having these magnificent techniques, but in the end, yes, there's technique. They they were mentally strong enough to be consistent for a very long period of time. Josh Kennedy's the same. He had a technique, but it changed over the way. The mm. technique changes. You have to be mentally strong enough with the ball in your hands, everyone looking at you, to go back and kick it straight through the goals. Because a little man at the back of your head, after he's kicked, say, three behinds or four behinds, the little man at the back of the head starts getting louder and louder. You, why don't you change how you kick it? <laughs> All these things, and, and the crowd gets into you after you miss a couple, and it just builds and builds. And like I do feel sorry for him because he's a talent. We know he's a talent. And bear in mind, Tom Hawkins, early part of his career, there's been some great goal kickers that have had issues or... Yeah. or periods where they have struggled to kick goals and um, unfortunately for the Saints um, unfortunately for you because you tipped them as well and unfortunately <laughs> also for Dan because he had the Saints uh, at the line at plus 13 and a half and they get rolled by 15 so uh, <laughs> uh, tough night at the office at the Federal Hotel Mason Wood kicks four goals for the uh, Saints good player that. Mason Wood he's, he's a he's a enigma I don't yeah know. you're right he's, yeah. we say good player you're right but he's also Enigmatic is a yeah. Good there, word. there was a there was a period of time where we'd go to play North Melbourne when he was playing there, and we'd have we'd be drawing straws as to who would play on him. He he was a well, is I don't know if he is or was a, like a frightening player to play against. He's quick. He's got size. Yep, he can jump. He can mark. He can kick. He can do everything, but not regularly enough. Not consistently yeah. enough. Yeah. So he kicks four goals. Rainer kicks four goals, and Brisbane get it done in a pretty good win for their football. So they had to win, otherwise, you know, top four was one hundred percent off the table. How's Friday night? Melbourne, uh, Brisbane, Melbourne, Gabba. So we've got just uh, plenty to look forward to. Yeah, very good. Western Bulldogs defeat GWS by five in an absolute dour affair. I, I, I was. First half or first quarter, I thought, I'm not watching this crap, and I turned it off. <laughs> why was it so dour, though? Oh, like, why, why? I don't know, I turned it off. <laughs> I did, I t- this, is, this is absolute garbage. I, I think, look, there wasn't anything on the line for GWS. There was plenty on the line for Western Bulldogs. Yep. Like, I know you keep laughing at me, but Western Bulldogs, are still they are still alive in the final stretch. They had to win that game. So maybe, you know, this free-flowing game that the Western Bulldogs usually play, they parked that a little bit in... in 
opportune to be able to slow the game down and, and not open themselves up to the counter-attack of GWS. I think that's probably how it looked. Um, GWS midfield absolutely dominated the game. Josh Kelly had 35 touches. Cornelio had a bunch. Um, they were sort of running around doing what they liked. It was a bit of a different Bulldog side, which if they can, make, if they can scrape their way into finals... I would call them a danger side. I think they're good enough on their day to be dangerous. Can you give me that, Skeet? Oh, of course. In an elimination final, they've got the midfield, they've got yes. some weapons. But if you're comparing them to, at the moment, a Richmond, the form of the two is just chalk and cheese. In terms of getting into the finals and playing elimination finals, I bet you I'd rather be playing... Bulldogs than Richmond at the moment. This could be a Fremantle matchup here. If Fremantle don't scrape into the top four and they end up fifth or sixth, they they could be. They're looking at, at Richmond, Carlton, Bulldogs as those top at those bottom two sides. Yes, you you would rank them Richmond as least likely to play. The least wanted. What to, about yep. Carlton and Bulldogs? Who would you want to play less out of them? So uh, double I, negative. I, I probably. I mean, either or. I mean, Carlton's <laughs> even if they win on the weekend against Collingwood, yes. um, that might be their their big achievement to get into the finals. And the Bulldogs, I look. They can have a good day. I just think what we saw a couple of weeks ago means that the Bulldogs vulnerable against Fremantle, uh, they get home, but just. And, and Mark McVeigh, given that Clarko looks like he's going to North Melbourne or... So is that off the table, is it? Well, not saying it's off the table, but I think the Giants, up until a couple of days ago, had actually presented an offer to Clarko. So Mark McVeigh, as I say, uh, ownership nine-tenths of the law. I'm not sure that he's... Going to get the job, but whether someone like James Hurd could possibly... No, no, no we can't. We, surely not. No, but I'm saying an experienced coach or someone... Yes. Mark McVeigh, outside of Clarko, who, who's are the contenders? Ross Lyon, does he go to the Giants? Did I see something about Adam Uze? Am I, yeah, am Adam, I Adam Uze's been in the... Front runner for somewhere? Well, he's been a pretty darn good assistant yeah. coach for a long time, so... Yep. Um, That's what usually happens. The best teams get their assistants poached, right? Exactly. So he's been a good coach at Melbourne for a decent amount of time for him to be in the running. Uh, Adelaide defeat North Melbourne by 29 points. Both picked Adelaide. North Melbourne were in this game mm. for quite a long time. Uh, I think it was a bit of the Cunning, Cunnington factor, which is great, I think. He had 17 touches, five marks, three clearances, which by his lofty standards isn't a massive game for him. But I think if he had had one touch, no clearances, it would have been a happy day for North Melbourne. Um you, you sometimes need something to play for when you're you know, in a side that's you know wooden spoon contenders. And it looked like North Melbourne lifted. They let they both put 12 or 13 points in the third quarter. And I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh, Eagles are heading towards a wooden spoon here. But yep. uh, Adelaide, as we saw the week before, they, they've got a bit. They've got a bit about them. Now, they're, they're still an evolving team themselves. But um, Dawson's been a good pick-up for them. He yep. was close to best on ground along um, for, for the Crows. Uh, again... We looked at what yeah, we he's saw. Been good. He's been good. So, um, yeah, no, no implications that, on the top eight. But that, that is a that is a thing. So I was with a West Coast player who's not playing right now before the derby, and this game was on, and we we're watching it and cheering for Adelaide because they, you don't want the wooden spoon. No. Yeah, like not winning the wooden spoon is something that I mean, it's all West Coast have got to play for now. So. Um, I don't think if they both lose, West Coast can win the spoon unless they lose by a long... No, no, but uh, bear in mind, North's got the Gold Coast at Marvel Stadium, which is, you know, Gold Coast should be winning it, but yeah. it's not a lay down, is there? Yeah, very good. Uh, that's uh, probably all we need there. Fogarty kicks four. He's been, he had a mm. great back half of the season. Big, big thighs. <laughs> <laughs> so, he has. I don't know why. Have you seen the legs? He's got massive legs. 
He's just a unit. He is. He could, he could be anything next year. He could be one of these players that builds his way into the last part of the season this year and really bounces into a big one in 2023. Geelong defeat Gold Coast by 60. Will picks Gold Coast. <laughs> I think, what was I actually thinking? What, what, I watched this game. I actually watched You're this game. You were gone in the first, first 10, 10 minutes. minutes. <laughs> what, 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 why would, what, what would have... Because you try to be a smart-ass with your tips <laughs> instead of just tipping who's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Skeet, the fucking Oracle, oh, picks no, Geelong. Well, they're a dollar eight. I mean, or dollar yes. twenty. I mean, let's be honest. Geelong are, are the best team in the competition at the moment. They go to the Gold Coast, whose season's gone since Stuart Stew has signed a contract. They've been no good. Uh, yeah, I didn't think there was ever going to be any any doubt in this. The margin did surprise me a bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> sixty points. Did you think it was going to be bigger win? Did you? <laughs> Cameron, um, uh, he, he kicks a bag, uh, keeps his Coleman medal hopes alive. Uh, uh, Rankin kicks a couple for the Gold Coast but uh, I mean Gold Coast didn't really offer a blip here um, Sam Day went down with an injury who he's he's been one of these players that's just been injured his whole career unfortunately he's sort of been in and out and in and out um, I'm, I'm actually bouncing around trying not to say this man's name but the man Blix that Habs. yes he continues to be one of Geelong's best every single week plays everywhere anywhere I think he played in the ruck on the weekend um yeah, he's he's a enormous player for Geelong. Now the Cats, we know they've won twelve in a row. Uh, just in brief, last round coming up, they've got the Eagles. That game is just a, well, they don't have to win it. Then I mean, there's no nothing to play for for Geelong except get an injury. Now, given there's a bye the week after, does Geelong? Is there any point resting players this the, this weekend? This is why this this buy is stupid because you're now in a they've they've, they've won they'd be minor premiers. They've got a way up. Whether to leave, you can't leave players out for two weeks because it's you can't do not it. playing enough footy. That's the argument with Carl Langdon. They win the qualifying. They, they play one game in a month. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's a, and look, look, Carl and I have had this discussion on radio, and I'm saying no, you've got to play play your best team in round 23 because, as you say, if they win a qualifying final a, two weeks after that, they've got another two. It just and I remember this going going back to 1990 in brief when it was Essendon, Collingwood, and West Coast. Collingwood and West Coast fought out a draw. Essendon ended up playing, I think, one game in a month. Yes. And it, I don't know about you, but I would have thought footballers yeah, you eventually get, want to get Yeah, you get into a rhythm. Yeah. I mean, I know it's oh, there's risk of injury, and but it, there's risk every single week. If you're worried about getting injured, then you wouldn't play ever. It's sort of, yeah. you get into the car and you can have a car accident, obviously, but you get into your car and get going. And as a football player, you, you're doing everything to play footy. And so... Your body almost needs the hit out. If you actually feel worse the first week after a break, the second week you feel fresher. But if you have a break, that's why this this buy don't I don't I don't rate it at all. I, I really liked the pre grand final buy. I think it gives opportunity to make a scene. We can Freshen do up. we can do state of origin somewhere there if we wanted to without the grand final sides or make it a festival of footy or something. But it means that the team that wins the minor premier, which will be Geelong this year earns the right to sort of get get the other teams on the hop a little bit, you know. They don't get the opportunity to rest the other teams. You know, John rolls in, wins a qualifying, straight to a prelim, and, and there you go. Because, you know, yeah. Well, I, I, I totally agree with you that it, it just, you know, it came in because of the Ross Lyon and what he did and, and other coaches, not just Ross, but just... <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Ross. But, yeah, it does. I prefer the pre-grand final by myself as well, and particularly for the two best sides of the season, gives them that chance to... 
to, to back up and, and be be fresh for a one-off occasion. I didn't see this next game because it was being played while the derby was being played. Melbourne defeat Carlton by four. I've watched the last four minutes. I do not know how Carlton lose this game. <laughs> Extraordinary. They led by seven. Uh, I think with as late as two minutes to go. Yeah. And, and Jake Milsham takes a mark just outside of, around the goal square. And even then, they led by a point and they had the ball with 90 seconds to go. A corridor kick doesn't hit the target. It, just, it was Ugh. every Carlton fan's worst nightmare of this game playing out at the death. Uh, and let's be honest, they were pretty good. Uh, Brayshaw, he's having a ripping year. I mean, he's just signed a six-year deal and he's got 38 which, which, touches. Which, which raised a few eyebrows. People thought, oh, why are you giving him a six-year deal? He's, you know, he's a winger, half-backer. Half-back. Must have great leadership qualities, in yep. my mind, if well, you're signing yeah, him for six years. I don't know a Brayshaw that isn't of that ilk. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, yeah. he isn't well regarded as as a person, as a footballer, and yeah. So that that rings true. Like I saw said. a bit running across social media that uh, you know uh, Stephen May apparently said you know uh, we 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 didn't need you in the grand final or whatever to Melksham. Well, Melksham could say right back to May. We may not be playing top four this year without me because he kicks four. He's the one that taps it out to Cosy Pickett late. He had a huge impact on this game. And I saw him interviewed after the game on this one. Uh, emotional probably, you know, would be the right word. This means a lot to him because he's missed out, mm. hasn't played in a flag. It's, he's at the back end of his career. He's, he's over 30 now. This means everything to him. I, I know what it feels like for him. And he's playing out of his skin because he doesn't want to lose his spot in the side. Yeah, well, um, even different to you because you think of going back to 18 where – uh, Nick Nat Shepherd Gaff, yeah. who missed the grand final, and then possibly he gets a yep. chance this year. But bear in mind, therefore, I'm just not so. This game against Brisbane, if they lose this Friday night. I don't think they can win the flag. Ooh. I don't think they can win the flag. I mean, really? they were just trying top four if they finish outside the top four, in essence, because yeah. they just haven't played consistently well enough in the back half of the season. Despite all the names we know with Oliver, Petrarca, uh, Gorn, May, Lever, all these guys, they just haven't been able to play the same for the first three months. How do they get back to playing that type of footy? I'm going to back them in that once finals comes around, they play three weeks of footy and they, uh, they, they can win the flag. I'm not going to say they win the flag, mm. but I, I think they're experienced enough. It's a <clears throat> it's a long, long road defending a premiership. You have every team coming at you. You're the best. They prep, you know. But once finals comes around, it's almost back on level playing field. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. Other than qualifying finals, you you win or you lose, and you lose, you're out. Yeah, right? exactly. No, look, they have got the, the talent there. No question. By the way, uh, Cosy Pickett. Again, trolled on social media when he kicks the goal, racist stuff. I There's mean, piggery. I like. Uh, but I yeah, we bring it up, but it's like, really, is it? Is that is that where we're at still? But um, anyway, he's a he's a little star. Yep, absolutely. So Melbourne get it done and keep their top four chances alive. Richmond defeat the Hawks by sixty one. This feels like a game I would have picked the Hawks, but apparently we both picked <laughs> Richmond. Uh, uh, absolutely dominated them from start to finish, um, which I was a little surprised at. I thought Hawthorne may not be the side to sort of drop off, but Richmond, as you've pointed out for a very long time, they're firing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. and look, they're missing Grimes, probably for the year, yep. for the year. Dusty, no guarantee to come back. By the way, he is the highest paid player in the AFL uh, with the yeah, 100 so rich this, list. Yeah, so this 100 rich list. Yeah, look, I can just... And players love these, these numbers coming out. They just, uh, well, just embrace well, it. Well, how... <laughs> No, but how how would they how would they, this have been compiled by the Herald Sun? My understanding is with the they're likes sniffing of John around, they're sniffing Clark, around, yeah, the, the accountants. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm not sure how they get. It. Anyway, I'm just I'm, I reckon these are just. just well, I just find it here. very interesting that 
in my time as a player, I promise, hundred percent fact here, I did not know what one teammate was on. I never knew once, and no one knew what I was on. It's not a thing that was ever talked about, not once in my whole career, fourteen no. years. So, what? What? what I don't ever talk about that when I've been in my media. I haven't spoken about uh, exactly. So, where are all these numbers coming from? I saw the one last year, and there's a player that I that I I went because I wasn't playing. And I went and asked, is this number right? And and he said, not no. even close. Well, so it, was don't, un- it was unders. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was over. Well overs. Oh, really? So just 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 when you're reading this sort of junk, it's just a dime a dozen. Like, seriously. But, okay. Just very brief. I know we're talking about Richmond Hawthorne. That's all right. This is, this is way better. Actually, but the fact is, or at least the, uh, the list shows that the Eagles have got a handful of players over 30 on really big money in that list. That um, would, yeah. I think the ballparks, it's probably more the, okay, this is the amount, but I think ballparks, there's enough talk to know how lists are built. So, you know, West Coast, for instance, have a bunch of players on high amounts of money and, and then their bottom their bottom end don't get paid a lot of money. Like, that's how their list is built. Yep, yep. Um, and you can figure that out by the contracts that have been done in the past. So if someone like Gov, and he's, I think, the highest paid West Coast Eagle yep. on this list, sees that figure or looks at the pay, does he get... Dirty with that coming out, or is he just right? We'll just laugh it off. No, I think I think it is what it is. Um, there would be the you know not from Gov, but from me. Like, is it is it public interest? Pro- probably. Like, yeah. And it probably is. And probably what we need to do is make it way more transparent, like the Americans. Yeah. So this is the deal, and then like anything, if you're actually honest and upfront with it, people don't actually give a shit. That, mate, you're right. <laughs> Once you tell them, you go, geez, that's good. Lucky bugger. Move yeah. on. They move on so quickly. Whereas if you don't know and there's scrutiny and there's, you know, oh, I wonder he's on. I wonder he's 1 million or 1.5 million. If he just come out and said, oh, I'm on this amount, everyone go, all, right, all the best. Having said that, some will say, it's none of your business anyway, what I earn. Yeah, correct. But yeah. anyway, Richmond, far too good. Hawthorne. Tom uh, Lynch kicked eight goals, by the way. He is. That's a bag. That's his career best. He equaled it. Um, I think he did that against the Eagles. But this, this year, that they smashed them? He kicked, yes. He kicked, I'm sure, eight yes. against the Eagles. So. When he gets hot, he's hot, Tom Lynch. He's one, he's Mate, one of the And I saw a couple time. of things from Morris Rialli Jr. as well, by the way. I just loved his work. and um, Yeah, pressed here a couple of goals. He has filled in the void in the midfield. Rioli, as I said, two goals. Uh, Bruce, grand old campaigner, a campaigner with a couple, and uh, Jack Gunston with two as well. But were, they, were those two play on, Bruce and Gunston? I would have thought possibly. <laughs> I mean, they They've got enough youth in that side. Not like they're an ageing team. I, I, I'd keep them in there. Yeah, I'm not privy to where they sit health wise or, or where their list is at. But I would have thought Bruce and Gunston. If you can, you know, you got Mitch Lewis, got some young blokes around them. Yeah. why not keep them there if they're keen? Because like there was rumours of Jaeger Amira, Tom Mitchell being chopped around a little bit at the end of last year. Uh, I wonder if anyone has any currency. Gunston's had some, I think, some back issues or has had some injuries. They're probably, I probably, that's probably their core now. They probably had their chance last year to get anything done and now they're probably old enough that they continue on and keep going. True. Sydney defeat Collingwood by 27 points. This was a good game. My team, Sydney, I'm right on them. They're just behind flag mantle for mine. Uh, Sydney, Swans, beat Collingwood. Finally, the streak ends for Collingwood. I was watching the game and just that Collingwood was sort of hovering within three goals for a lot of this game and it, it's gone from surely Collingwood can't get it done to now the whole time I was thinking, they're going to get this done. They're, they're somehow going to find a goal. They're going to kick a goal here. They're going to get within two goals. But they just couldn't. Sydney had them at arm's reach the whole game. Yeah, and they were brilliantly coached because what they did was they took the pace out of the game. They possessed the footy a lot more than what Collingwood would have liked. Yeah, And it was just using the body of work that Collingwood had put together over three months essentially and going, okay, how do we slow them down? How do we uh, curtail Nick Dacos? Which happened. I mean... 
that was in itself pretty big for the Swannies. And, um, yeah, you, you looked at the way they went about it and, and Sydney played almost the perfect game against Collingwood, one that other clubs I reckon will look at and say, yep, that's how it's done. Isaac Heaney's won 50th game, kicked two goals, but including a beautiful he's, he's gut running uh, towards the goal square, a tap over the top to Buddy, who finished it off brilliantly. He kicked three, by the way. Um, and Collingwood's got some issues. Dugowie was an out before the Made game out, yeah. with a hip. Uh, Ginevan does a hammy, or hamstring awareness as they call it now. Which is a hammy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a loss. Not unexpected, but one that the timing of it and the injuries, if there are a couple, might leave them a bit vulnerable for this week. <sighs> They'll get the bye before finals to yes. fix them all up. Um, Callum Mills, best on ground. Uh, you know, I, I think I think Sydney have all the tools here. Buddy Franklin gets forgotten about. He kicks three goals, but he just... Can, like he's 35, Four, five, 30, yeah. 36 maybe. Like he's pretty old and he's still moving really well. Um, I speak about it a bit, but having that big presence in your forward line frees up a Heaney who kicks two goals, frees up those guys that may be able to impact the game. So I think their midfield, you know, they've they sort of went through that rough patch in the middle, um, which, you know, I don't think any side really plays well for the entire mm. season. Geelong probably been the side this side to do it. But they get two games if they win... This weekend, which they'll, they'll take care of St Kilda, I would yes. have thought. They get two, potentially two games in a row at the SCG. Yes. I presume that's where they're going to play their finals. Um, that's a pretty nice stepping stone towards going to a grand final. Yep, I like it. Sydney going very, very well. Port Adelaide defeat Essendon by 84. We both pick the Bombers. What a bunch of misfits and losers they were. I looked at that school line and thought... 84 points. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a 50-50 game, to be honest with you. The president of Essendon has stood down this morning, um, Paul Brashford. Brasher? Brasher. He, he, he's been a long-standing president of the mm. Essendon Footy Club. He stands down. Is this a, is this a right, enough's enough? Rutten goes, they, they, the spill. Like it, it, it sounds like it to me. Is it, is uh, it, a big, big loss like that, 84 points on the road. Uh, was it on the road? No, no, it's at home. It's at home Stadium. against Port Adelaide, who have not played well this Round year. Round 22. That tells me the players have... They're done. Checked out. They're done. They're checked out. Oh, that's really poor from them. Um, and look, Port Adelaide, Dan Houston was good as per usual. Georgiades came back, kicked a bag. But this game was over by half time. Uh, that, that, that is, could be, uh, as you say, a defining loss for Essendon with what they do off field moving forward. Because people, I mean, Mick Moulton has to, for, to win the flag this year. Now, I never thought that was on the cards. They played finals last year. Is their list, are we... Suggesting their list is no good or it's... It was never any good. I looked at their list at the start of this year. I saw Mick Mouldhouse pick them and I went and studied their list closely. They don't have... Okay, Peter Wright played well at stages this year. He's been a good pickup. He's been good. Yeah, but they don't have a... They don't have like a key forward line where all these dangerous players... They don't have key backmen. They don't have... Like Draper's uh, serviceable, but he's not an all-Australian ruckman. They don't have any key position players. So they've just got this mosquito fleet that runs around doing all this stupid shit that's inconsistent and then on top of that they were coached to play not like that they'll try to be workmanlike and you know defensively minded which which is great but if you don't have the list to do it you don't have the list to do it so it's been a bit of a calamity for Essendon this year Port Adelaide on the other hand winning by 90 points after Ken Hinckley was coming under a fair bit of strife last week, uh, which was driven a little bit by Koshy, their president, which is outrageous. But uh, Port Adelaide, maybe it's a, it's a big ticket. Okay, we have made the right decision in, 
you stay in firm with Ken Hinckley. Yeah, I think Ken's pretty popular amongst the playing group, and they're one of those clubs I expect a big bounce back factor next year. That's, I mean, they start zero and five. Um, they they essentially rule themselves out of out of finals from that point. Very good. That's the round wrap. Around twenty two that was. Shelter Footy Cast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Shelter XBA X Factor. Oh, we've given it to some West Coast players over the over the last couple of weeks. We could give it to Tom Brass, who would probably enjoy the shelters. I think he probably would actually. But it's an obvious one this week. Yeah, Sean Darcy, Glendinning, Allen, medalist, uh, picked up maximum votes from all three judges. He was best on ground. He was best by. Uh, a pretty good margin. He dominated the derby. Were you calling uh, when Luke Shuey gave him a big bump in the first quarter and put him to the deck? I don't know if you do you remember what I'm talking about. Uh, vaguely. So uh, Sean Darcy was standing the mark. Um, Luke Shuey sort of came from the side, his blind side, and uh, Tim Kelly played on, and Luke Shuey put him to the deck. And I remember thinking, I don't know if that's the right bear to be poking Sean Darcy because he went on. He he looks like he plays better angry. Yeah. And I think he does 16 touches, five marks, six tackles, 56 hit outs, four clearances, eight score involvements. That's a game. Which makes you wonder again, Luke Jackson, what is he going to do at the Fremantle Dockers next year if he comes? I'm, just, I'm actually asking the question and would like to know if you've got a guy in this sort of form and potentially for the next three or four years. Well, not even three or four years. Ruckman can play for a long time. Yeah, but I'm really. saying it, it yeah. could be the top of his game for the next three or four years. Yeah. Um, or could work beautifully where Jackson plays a bit of forward, helps him out in the ruck, and then Darcy pushes forward. Oh, yeah, that that could be the alternative. Do do they do they feel the pressure and just have to do it because he's a good player and he's and he's a free agent and he's a well, he's not a free agent. He's uncontracted and he's West Australian. And he's a young talent. Do they do they just bow and they have to get the deal done? Possibly. And just quickly, all Australian ruck men. You've still got Jared Witts in your All-Australian team. Just, just, yes. just hanging on in front of that man just there. Yeah. So who, who are you, who are you uh, Ma- two? Max going at the moment. Max. Yeah. And sure. and uh, Witts. Witts, okay. With Sean Darcy in the squad. Okay. But play like that in the last round of the year and you might find yourself in front of Jared Witts in the team. Okay. Just check. You got Jared Witts in there? Uh, oh, man, I'm happy to roll with you because you you haven't had many things go right on Good, that front. All right. Um, I don't know who should read this one, me or you. I probably may, I think. So this is a listener question that's okay. come in. Yeah, right uh, Footycast. <coughs> what's, the, what's the email, please, Dan? Can you um, just give me a keep feeling? Am I getting a clip here, am I? Oh, I think probably, so, mate. Yeah, yeah footycast at shelterbrewing.com. Do you write this or not? Yeah. If you write it and give. <laughs> I, would, I would say no longer regional footy stories. No, I think. Give Skeeter a big prep up. If you want to write them in, get it in. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Hi, Will, this is. Not <laughs> no, not hi, team. This hi, is, Will. This is someone stitched it up. Anyway, go on. Massive fan, of the, uh, massive fan of the addition of preview review to your podcasting episodes this year. There you go, Skate. Happy with that. I'll miss it when the season is over. Getting Mark Skeeter Rennings on board is a masterstroke. Here you go. This is great. Yeah, all good so far. <laughs> Originally from WA, I've been a fan of Mr. Vanilla <laughs> Rennings for years. <laughs> and to hear him say nipples a few episodes ago nearly caused me to run off the road. As a huge favourite of fans and patrons across the globe, can you please ask Mark to drop an F-bomb or at least say nipples again or, <laughs> or, or I'll settle for tits or bum. It will review my uh, renew my faith in humanity that even the most vanilla personalities are capable of walk on the dark side. Rick Peterson. I know Rick's a real person, by the way. P.S. Happy to donate money to any of your aligned charities if Skeet would like to drop an F-bomb or a tit or a bum or a nipple. Yeah, no, I've... Um 
Well, actually, given that my daughters said the other day, you've got um, man boobs, uh, Dad. I'll go with tits. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's about as far as we'll go at this point. But we'll get as as we feel more comfortable. Yes, uh, we'll start to expand our vocabularies as Scully does from time to time. Very good. Uh, I've got one more question. Actually, I think it's coming late. How do you fix the Brownlow Medal so that it? Isn't just a midfielders award. That's from Steve in City Beach. That's not a short term fix. It's not an easy fix, is it? No. Because in this year, it's going to be a midfielder. Let's be honest. It's either going to be, um, well, could be a Cripps, could be a Neil, could be a Brayshaw. It's just very difficult. Uh, an award given by umpires, umpires aren't looking in the back line. They're looking where the ball is, which is where the midfielders are, and they see the midfielders the most. So what happens on, on the weekend at Derby? Darcy gets three votes. Because Does Brass get votes? He has to get votes. I mean, Sarong might get two and Barris gets one or, or vice versa, but... Mark, sure. mark this in the calendar. Let's come back to this. Let's see if Tom Brass gets he's, two votes. He's going to get votes. He has to. Otherwise, and this... this right, the Brownlow medal is broken if someone like him, given the form and what he showed on the weekend... Um, and it's also, look, same with Tom Lynch. Will he get three votes for Richmond against Hawthorne? Well, he has to, has to. Eight, eight goals. Has to, has to. Yeah, and what, Kennedy the week before for West Coast? Yeah, see, that's the interesting one. Losing side. And Laird gets... And the whole crowd's cheering for him. Let's see, let's see if that happens. Laird v Kennedy in round 21. Uh, that's it, Skate. All done and dusted. Shelter Footycast across socials. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au if you want to give some shit to Skate, give him a swear or something like that. Um, follow, follow us on socials. Shelter Footycast on Instagram. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on podcasts. Um, I don't know what we've got coming up. It's coming towards the end of the season. We could have a couple of shift changes here because we're off to Europe in a little bit, Skate. Yeah, no, it's great. The fact that we get to the business part of the season and you and Dan decide to piss off. So, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> really, really showing your loyalty to a new podcast, new Shelter Footycast. And you decide to just go on the Formula One circuit. Well, good luck to you. We can have- <laughs> That's enough. Done and dusted. Bye bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.